it's just you don't want to see the area that you love and that you grew up in suffer in any kind of way or go through any hardships or any pain and so you just kind of do whatever you can to help alleviate that. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? <laughs> good. Good. Today we have senior airman Krista Grady, and she has been working as part of the COVID-19 relief efforts. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've been doing so far? Yeah. So we're working as surge protection at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta. So basically is what we do is we are there as extra hands, extra help to fill in gaps where needed to just help out in any way, shape, or form to make sure that the hospital is fully prepared for any influx in patients that they could get. Okay. So what does this look like? You've been doing this several weeks now. I think you were one of the first people like on the ground. What all are you kind of doing? So we're working in the ER. Um, kind of as techs at the moment, like we aren't doing our full Air Force scope. We're kind of down to like our civilian scope of practice at the current moment, which is closer to like an EMT scope of practice. We kind of, you know, just help out by like taking care of patients whenever they hit the call button, being there to help do CPR, uh, do vital signs, make sure everyone's vitals are staying good, even give them a meal if they're hungry and while they're waiting in the emergency room. Um, down to working um, in call centers um, for the hospital. So they have kind of like a dispatch center where Grady kind of controls where all the ambulances in the metro Atlanta area go and paramedics fill those slots. So we can actually take those slots so their paramedics can go on the floor and use their full scope of practice, which is a little bit more advanced than what our civilian scope of practice is as a medic. Um, So they can kind of fill those gaps and be able to do just a little bit more than we can in a civilian facility. Okay. Now, you are a medic for the Air National Guard, and you also do this for your civilian line of work. Is that correct? Yeah, I work on an ambulance civilian side as well. Okay. Now, how does this compare to anything that you've done uh, for your full-time work or with the Air National Guard? So, working full-time on an ambulance, Um, is completely different than working in a hospital. On like a truck, you're only with the patient for maybe like 45-ish minutes, and your goal is to get them to the hospital. When you're in a hospital, you're kind of like doing a little bit more patient care. You're more hands-on, more involved. You kind of get to know the patient. There are times um, because of COVID that they're kind of staying in the ER just a little bit longer because of isolation precautions, things like that, and trying to get them up to like the correct type of room they have to be in. So you can kind of be with the same patient for a couple days on end where I'm used to only being with the patient for like 30, 45 minutes just to get them to the hospital. And guard-wise, we do a lot of our training when we first join and we're kind of like on those active duty orders. We do a lot of our training in hospitals and clinics. So we've experienced it before. It just kind of been like a little bit of gap since we've been working consistently in a hospital. Okay. Now, how long have you been in the Air National Guard uh, so far? I will be in four years in August. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome. Now, did you join the Air Force? Like when did you get your medical training through the the Air National Guard or Mm -hmm. did you already pursue it somewhat on your own on the civilian side? So I didn't really do anything medical civilian side before I joined. All my certifications and certificates I've gotten so far have been through the Air National Guard. And I'm currently pursuing like my advanced EMT, which is a step up from like the basic um, emergency medical technician that you kind of get through the guard. I'm currently about to test for that civilian side. So what what initially drew you to um, volunteer for the COVID-19 response? So I try to go on orders any chance I get. So because of that, I'm technically considered a part-timer at the company that I work for, working on like a 911 truck. So I don't consistently have a truck that I get on every single day. So I was able to kind of volunteer that way and be able to bring the experience that I have from working on a truck um, to the COVID-19 response. Okay. Now, what... Yeah. What has the general consensus been since you started volunteering? Like, are you there in uniform? Like, what were some of the reactions when people um, found out that the military was was assisting some of our hospital infrastructure? So we showed up the first day in uniform, and it obviously it's like a shock to the civilian population. Whereas, like, I've lived in Atlanta my whole life, and they're kind of like, they see you in uniform for the first time, and they're like, whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, it's kind of like a shock. Um, cause there's like 20 of us and we're all in uniform and we're walking through the hospital and everybody's just kind of like, what are they? What do they do? And so you just kind of have to explain like, Hey, we are here to help you. Right. We're here to do whatever it is that your hospital currently needs and that we are qualified for. And if you need more from us, you need more from like our military scope or you need whatever you need. You just have to let us know. And we are here to do it. Whether it's the dirty work or the hard stuff, we don't care. We just want to make sure that this is like our population and our communities is fully taken care of during this response, and they get whatever they need. Oh wow! Now, did you get some of the the um, surprise from the hospital staff or from the patients or both? Um, so really, only the hospital staff saw us in uniform because now we just go in and we go to like their scrub machine and we get like Grady scrubs to put on every single day, so we kind of blend in a little bit better. Our name tags do say National Guard Medic. So when a patient does read that, they're just kind of like, oh, wow, you're with the National Guard. Like, what are you doing here? And so you just, you find yourself explaining a lot so people understand, like, fully what you're doing. You're just here to help more than anything. Now, what initially drew you to the Air National Guard? Like, how did you find out about it? And and what made you want to join? So it's really interesting. My brother was active duty, Air Force, actually, and he was palace chasing into the guard like he was switching from active duty to the guard and he was like don't go active duty don't do it you will love the guard try the guard and it took some convincing but it was actually all my brothers doing as to me joining the air national guard so i was really <laughs> skeptical at first i was like do i want to be a part-timer but obviously i fell in love with it and i wouldn't go back and change it now what would you say is are the hospitals pretty busy in the Atlanta area? But what would you describe the overall patient experience like? Um, so Grady is one of the busiest hospitals, in it's the busy, busiest hospital in Georgia and maybe in a good portion of the U.S. Like their level one trauma center, they're known for um, a lot of their nonprofit work that they do because they're actually a nonprofit hospital. Um, they help lower income communities, and so they definitely aren't as busy 
in the emergency room as they were previously. Part of that has to do with a flood that happened. But um, people are scared. They're scared to come to the hospital. They're scared to get COVID. So they're kind of waiting until either they're so sick that it's almost too late for them to be at the hospital. So you're dealing with sicker patients or um, you're dealing with COVID patients pretty much. You're not really getting your typical, you know, I've had a headache for three days in the hospital like we were getting before all of this. That's kind of slowed down. It's more like serious emergency room problems. I see. Why is it important to you to be volunteering for this? I've lived in Atlanta my whole life. And so it's just one of those things that I like, I really care about this community. I really care about the people here. I work here. I live here. It's just, you don't want to see the area that you love and that you grew up in suffer in any kind of way or go through any hardships or any pain. And so you just kind of do whatever you can to help alleviate that the best of your ability. Would you say you've done a lot of like um, taking blood pressure or um, I, I don't know, I, like what is it, what does a day look like in, in your in the hospital? Georgia National Guard right now? Yeah. So I'm actually working night shift. Um, night shift is where they're kind of like the most short staffed. And so I volunteered to work night shift. Um, people either love night shift or they hate it. I'm a big night shift person. So I go in at like 7 p.m. And so when you go in, obviously you get changed and you change into your scrubs and you go out to the floor or wherever area you're working that day and you introduce yourself to the charge nurse because it kind of like fluctuates. There's still so many people we haven't come in contact with because there's so many nurses at this hospital. There's so many. And so you kind of explain why you're there, what you're doing there, your scope of practice and how you can help. And then you introduce yourself to all the nurses in that area. They, they know that if they need any help, whether it's helping clean up a patient or change bedding or they're just kind of a little bit far behind and they need you to check vitals or do an IV or do some lab draws for them, you can help them out and get those things done. So you just spend your whole shift helping. And every time a nurse calls your name, you go over there and you're like, what do you need? And you do exactly what they ask you to do. That's really cool. The first few days when you guys were still in uniform, did you have anybody that was excited to see you? Um, yeah, there was definitely people who were excited. They were like, thank you guys for coming. Like, thank you for your help. We still get thank yous from um, the staff. They're like, thank you guys. Like, we really appreciate it. Um, just because it, the great thing about, like, the guardsmen is, is we're so used to just doing whatever we're told. We're really good at, like, following kind of, direction kind of adapting to whatever the mission needs yeah like adapting and being flexible and you know whatever anybody needs and so whenever you show up in an emergency room because it's constantly changing you know at any point a cpr could come in or a stroke or a more critical call and you just you're just there to get them on the monitor and give them ivs and draw blood and whatever anybody in the room calls out whether it's a doctor or a nurse or another tech and we're just kind of able to adapt and get the job done to the best of our abilities. Now, is there anything that you're doing at Grady that will apply to like your upgrade training uh, for the Air National Guard? Yes, 100%. So I was actually looking at all of our upgrade training a couple weeks ago and I brought this up because we have to do, as medics, we have to do 40 hours now in an ER every two years. So anybody who's been in the ER now, we all have way more than that. We've we had that within the first week of us being here. 
And then a lot of our other training, especially being in a trauma hospital, um, that's a lot of what military medicine is based at. So we're able to get all that training. And ventilator training is actually one of the things that we have added into our training. And so we've been able to get that. So we should be able to get almost all of our training done from being activated at Grady. Okay. Now, so for our listeners that are a little less familiar with maybe how the military works. They have their certifications and they get trained in tech school, but you're always progressing and you're always growing within your own career field. And then there's also certain certifications that you have to maintain sometimes on the civilian side and sometimes just on the military side. Yeah. So it's really cool because as medics, we have a lot of training that we have to continuously get every year. And it's a little bit more difficult to get in the clinic. So being in the hospital, we're able to knock all of that out. Well, I think that's all that I have. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Um, I'm just really grateful to be able to do this experience, be able to be with the people I'm with. Um, we're with Army and Air Force, and so it's kind of a cool learning experience as well as being able to help. I'm just really thankful, especially for the leadership that's with us and really helping make sure that we're good every single day and morale is high. So. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And thank you to all of the first responders out there, anybody working with the COVID-19 response effort. And that's it. I think that's all we've got for today. Thank you for joining us for Why We Serve, the official podcast for the 165th Airlift Wing. Any mention of outside entities is not an endorsement of the DOD U.S. Air Force, or the Air National Guard. Be sure to tune in at anywhere you can download podcasts.